Well, ladies and gentlemen, NBA playoffs are moving along. Milwaukee is out, and hopefully Daniel House is not letting nobody in. Happy Saturday. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Full Court Press, presented by the Crab Factory. And of course, you might be saying, yo, that is not Pierre. Who the hell is this? It's okay. I am substituting. My name is Cecil. I'm your host. Um, hopefully, I honor Pierre, and uh, hopefully, I do a good job. But I'm with my good friends, Matt and Riley, front and center. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing this weekend? Woo, it is 80. It's 85 degrees in Phoenix, so you know it's a good day. Riley, is that weather acceptable for you? Uh, Dude, 85 I could do. I was just there, man, and I was chilling in the 100 plus or whatever, and I was hanging out a lot in the mornings. Uh, I would get up. We had a nice pool at the Airbnb, so I was up at like 6 some some mornings, like just waking up and swimming having a good time because by the time it was like nine or ten the sun would come up uh i had to go back inside again uh yeah last week it was hurt. like 120 but it was wild you know, where oh, you gosh. were at it was really hot last week too right yeah oh it was. yeah yeah it was hot as hell is the fire are, are the fires have the fires reached your area uh riley or is it there uh, i'm in a really tucked in spot uh pretty much literally okay. right in the most in the most northwest corner of the country basically um Got it. And we, we have not been touched. The the air is air quality is not perfect up here. Um, yeah. Last year we got it really bad. The point where it was like there was you know, uh, we're like you know you had to wear a mask outside type stuff or like people were worried. Yeah. Um, but you know it's we haven't gotten it yet. Uh, when I was actually when I was flying back from uh, from AZ, I the captain at one point's like, hey, look out your window, and all this all the what you think are clouds below us. It, it's a clear day. It's a hundred percent smoke, and it just covered. It just covered like the, the the skyline. I couldn't see ground, and when I did, we finally got to peek through at one point, and you could, there was a break in it, and you could literally see the flames lighting up a, a an entire hillside. And I was blown away. I it sucks. I didn't get any pictures of that because I was just like staring at it. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it's wild to understand exactly what's going on. I know right now in Washington, uh, who who is not getting it the worst. We have already had three hundred thirty thousand acres burned, um, and that's. That's the most, and then the last like six days that's happened or something like that, and yeah, that's, that's more than any uh, of our last twelve fire seasons combined. Wow, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Like I said, we are not getting as bad as Oregon and uh, and California. Pray for those guys because yeah, Oregon, we, Oregon out here it's it. it's hot, it's dry, um, and of course there's little fires out here. But I'm in Southern California, so it's not too much happening. But it's just we get the we're getting the effects of the air that's happening in the, in the fires and stuff like well, that so if you Ukaipa go up north in san diego both have huge fires though right yeah yeah yukaipa yukaipa is having one um and the the city you just named yeah they they have one as well but going up north if you keep going north it's crazy like i've seen a map yeah, um and it looks like little like there's a show on hulu called little fires everywhere and it's literally that <laughs> like it's it's crazy to see all these fires happening the sky is um, Jordan from Cover Zero sent us pictures one time uh, yesterday, actually. And the pictures, literally, the sky is just orange at nine o'clock. It's like a burnt red or reddish orange at like nine some in the morning. Um, no sunlight. It's just it looks crazy. It looks like a horror movie almost. Um, so prayers out to those in that 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 section of California for sure. Washington, Oregon. Um stay inside and, and stay hydrated because this air is crazy even with the pandemic added on to what's going on as well but hopefully you guys have been watching basketball a lot of stuff has been going on in the league um of course basketball action and a little bit of drama here and there so we'll get to all that tea first and foremost though uh the nba pushed back push is pushing back next season just a little bit so the Board of Governors, they informed the Board of Governors today that, uh, you know, the 20, 2021 season won't begin earlier than Christmas Day. And so the draft date that they're having now is November 18th is when they're going to have the NBA draft. And then they're still trying to figure out where this NBA season is going to fall. They're talking about maybe, you know, January, February, maybe. Um, all in all, it's going to be a really short offseason. So my question uh, let's to Matt first is... How does this impact the players' health that knowing that this offseason is going to kind of go by fast? Yeah. Uh, first, I want to say it would be definitely a bummer not having the NBA on Christmas. Uh, 
that would be depressing. That would be a huge bummer because I love watching NBA on Christmas. I love Jesus, but I also love watching the NBA. <laughs> right. Birthday. Um, but yeah, the players' health that that is a, a bit of a concern. Uh, we we will just see. Hopefully, hopefully nobody gets injured. I know that's yeah. a, a big statement, but nobody likes injuries. Uh, we want every player to be healthy, so hopefully they can rest their bodies really well. Um, maybe a little bit less dangerous things in the off season and just rest well, so that right. they can come back healthy and and have a full season. Yeah, Riley, how about you? Do you think this is gonna uh, be a big thing? Because you know they have draft combines, they have all these what they usually have, you know, draft workouts and scouting and you know off season talks, free agency talks, like all this stuff like has to be done in a quick hurry. So when you look at players like LeBron, for example, 35 years old, this is his 17th year, well, he's about to be 18th year next year. People like that, well, and he, he takes care of his health pretty well, but still, it's this is going to be a crazy offseason. So what what is your outlook going forward with uh, everything going on? Honestly, it's such a weird, it's a weird thing. Because, I mean, obviously with the draft being November 18th and them saying that the earliest the NBA would come back is Christmas, that's just basically just over a month for rookies. So, we're, I mean, the that's entire rookie crazy. class is going to be a step behind as far as being acclimated to their <laughs> right. team. Um, if, if, that, if that is the timeline, I'd hope they push it back a little farther, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be very tough for everybody. I mean, these guys, especially these, especially the best of the best of them, you know, that we're looking at the Rockets, the Lakers, the, the heat, the, you know, whoever is, has yeah. reached the second round and beyond at this point, those teams will be at a distinct disadvantage just on rest, just on mental and emotional, um, just, uh, health at that point, you know, being away from their families, being in the bubble like they have been. I mean, and at a certain point, it's like, are they going to have to go back to a bubble to play a season? Or are they going to try to go the MLB route and, you know, just hope for the best, basically? Yeah. Um, it's going to be really tough. And it's going to be tough on, yeah, all these all these older players that um, are trying to keep their bodies as clean as they can. I mean, not all of them are, are LeBron James who can spend a million plus on his body every year. Right. Um, you he know, they have a chamber in his hotel, I think. He just did a lot of IG story. <laughs> I mean, and, and I have to wonder. I have to wonder if LeBron is even staying in what we could call a hotel room. I assume he's staying in. I don't know. Um, I don't you know, know, they probably knocked some walls down or something, and just yeah. gave him a whole floor of something. But uh, <laughs> I assume. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be really hard. And I think that the lar- the farther they can push back the season, the better. I think if they're able to still finish somehow by summertime, you know what I mean, like they normally would. Um, I think that'd be the, for the best, even if they have to shorten the season to like sixty games. Uh, this season and then hopefully then they can get in a rhythm so that uh, the year after that and like 2022 21 you know 21 22 they're going to be able to go back to the normal NBA season as we as we know it Um, but it's going to take a lot a lot of leniency on the players and the league because I mean the league can't afford these players getting hurt either Um, Mm -hmm. they really can't I mean I mean think about what these teams invest in these guys these hundreds of millions of dollars Um, so yeah it's everyone needs to kind of listen to each other and feel it out and understand yeah the, you know, from top to bottom, they have to understand that these guys are human beings too, and that you're asking a lot of these guys, even though they make a lot of money, you're asking a lot of these people um, to make this work. So, yeah. So hopefully they can figure it out. But it's going to be tough. I, I am glad they pushed it back, though. I'm glad they finally announced that and made that made that a thing yeah. where we can kind of take a breath on it because it's going to be rough when it, uh, no matter how it plays out. Yeah, it's it's going to be really really interesting. Kind of feel bad for the rookies coming into the league because it's they're going to be <laughs> their heads going to be on a swivel when yeah. it comes to getting used to teams, agents, you know, family transitioning. Like, it's it's going to be a lot, you know, and you, you know, you talk about, you know, the corporate side, the business side with revenue, you know, China still is in this drama with Houston, with their, with, with Houston, with their owner, what they said. So yeah. building that relationship still. So it's just on the business side, there's a lot to sort through. My final question on on this topic before we move on to you guys is where are they playing next year? This bubble worked out really well, you know, and of course, everybody thought, hey, when this thing is over, we're coming back next year. We get to be back in our own arenas. However, this pandemic is not over. Let's just call it call it what it is. It's not over as numbers, you know, decreased. Sure. But nonetheless, this COVID-19, COVID-19 situation is still there. It's still present. People are still getting infected. Um so yeah, where where do you think these players are playing? Do you, are they playing in their arenas with no fans? Are they creating regional bubbles for everybody? Like, what is your outlook on where they're playing next year? 
they would need to have like a, a regional bubble situation. If they're going to do that, which I think would be a better call than putting everyone in one place. Yeah. Um, just for the, I mean, you'd have to, they'd have to do some serious planning as far as like buses from, from the hotels they were at in that region to planes that are totally good that they know are clean flying them over. They have to pretty much create a bubble that goes from these regional spaces to the airports, to the planes, you know, and like, and that's it. Like it has to be completely connected. Um, yeah for that to work. I mean, they could do this, the bubble in the same spot again. Um, but I mean, who knows if Disney's uh, going to open by then uh, and how weird that could get. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really tough, but I, I think that's what they'll try to do. Hopefully is, is regional. If they can, it, like as the, if they can't do anything normal and they can't be playing in their own empty arenas, whatever it is, then yeah, they have to try regional, but then that is, that adds a whole other set of complications, which at, right now they have a little time to plan for, but they don't have a lot of time. So it's uh, weird. I think if they don't play in their original arenas, which I, I would hope things can calm down where they do that. Uh, if not, I just think you just do what you've been doing. Um, maybe a different location. Maybe they do try and do the Vegas one or something like that. I just think it's a little bit easier than regional bubbles. Like Riley said, like clean flights. Just There's so many things that you would have to keep an eye on rather than one place. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully yeah. things can just get back and they can do their original arenas and and things tighten up uh and things open up more around the country yeah yeah and and hopefully you know sanit being sanitary counts you know look at the nfl they're of course playing in their own stadiums but they're limiting some stadiums are allowing a certain number of fans then you have That's stadiums incredible. that yeah. don't have fans at all so we'll the see what happens have nothing to worry about they don't have fans that's true <laughs> That stadium True. doesn't have enough to hold fans, so at all. They'll be fine to play in Sacramento. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They really. They'd rather take if have they lost Felipe, man, they really don't have any fans. <laughs> they don't. They're <laughs> well. Hopefully, they follow the rules. Hopefully, everybody um, next year, this upcoming season, can follow rules and whatever rules. And I'm sure Adam Silver is already kind of one step ahead of us. When it comes to planning this stuff out so i'm, I'm sure there's going to be a plan that everybody can appreciate and can respect um and just follow all the rules but speaking of rules there is a little situation uh happening in the bubble as we speak of investigation with daniel house breaking the rules and sources said that hey he was sneaking somebody in his hotel Daniel House came out and said, hey, I, I did nothing wrong. Um, then you have an, other names thrown in the pot, like Tyson Chandler. And, you know, the investigation is still continuing um, as we speak. They're trying to figure out what was going on, who went in, who went out. Um, I, I wish Pierre was here <laughs> so I could hear him. I would, I would gotta go I, off. I, uh, I, I this is crazy. I am glad it's a rocket. <laughs> this is crazy all i'll say is that i somebody's not snitching i know that for sure it seems like nobody is not trying to be, get thrown under the bus this is a horrible time to even have this i mean you're in the playoffs face number one seeing lakers horrible 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 riley i know you've been getting getting a kick out of this um how how <laughs> like what what were you thinking when you saw this? Because to me, it's like, why is this even happening? Like, why are we here, dude? I just <laughs> heck, it's like, dude, like this is not the time, man. This is not the time. I understand. I understand that, like, you know, you're locked up. You're locked up for three months, you know, and you haven't, you know, seen a woman in three months. You know, I, you know, I can only assume. Understandable. We get it, man. I feel <laughs> that. I totally understand that. But, dude, not the time, like, to do this. You're in the playoffs. This is not it. I think it's hilarious that like we don't even know who it is really, and there's some weird kind of finger pointing going around, but no one's really <laughs> trying to point fingers. It's like somebody's obviously guilty here. Now, at the very least, I've heard that the the woman involved is um, someone that had been doing the COVID testing for NBA players. So I assume that's how they met. First of all, was she on the job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I assume that's how they met. First of all, but I mean, I, so at least we know that she probably doesn't have COVID because she would not be in the bubble if she did. She's getting tested. That's true, they are because she's literally dealing with them. You know putting yeah. you know, swabs in their in their noses or whatever yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah. 20 guys a day or whatever so yeah so hopefully she's clean i don't think that's the issue i think they're just really getting upset about the protocol of hey you can't break our rules and it's like 
you know, if she doesn't have COVID and you know that, and she tests negative, maybe let yeah. this go, NBA. Maybe this is not the time to publicize this a lot. Um, you know, everyone's done so well. I mean, hey, as far as if right now, Matt, I'm serious, a Lakers fan, you are stoked about this. Pierre, I'm Oh, yeah, man. Daniel House is one of their biggest players. That yeah, he's definitely an important piece. So, yeah, I mean, I hope that. He's 6'8", 2-something. He's bigger than P.J. Tucker, who they got at center. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm ecstatic True. that he was one of their biggest players. And then their biggest bench player in Tyson Chandler. It's great. Yeah, it's it's pretty nuts that this is. Who's not even playing? Players. Like, that's why I'm like, yeah. why is his name in this? <laughs> Tyson Chandler, man, I don't know. Like, I would be very sure. I don't know Tyson Chandler personally, personally, obviously, but like, I would hope that he understands the gravity of the situation to not try to sneak somebody in or whatever. Yeah, or he's a big a player. That's a plus. Like, Come as on, much man. as they're big players, get them, get them out of there. Yeah, I mean, I have to assume. You know, I, I thought if this was going to happen, it'd be Kyle Kuzma. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm shocked at this point that it is not. That's him. why no team picked up Nick Young. <laughs> oh, that was one. Everyone wasn't uh, wasn't doing anything wrong. They, they just hired him as security, put a uh, you know a mustache <laughs> and a wig on him. <laughs> yeah, the, the NBA really should have hired hired D'Angelo Russell to snitch on people. Yeah, I mean the, this would have never happened under his watch. So yeah, yeah, I mean I hope, but honestly, do I hope they figure it out? Uh, just because it's it, it's unnecessary, you know what I mean? Like I guess it adds yeah. a wrinkle to the series, but I want to keep it basketball as far as all this goes, like because it's so good yeah. anyway. Like this series is so good regardless. I want to make I want it to be about basketball. I don't want there to be any excuses like, well, you know, we had some inner turmoil within the team. Yeah. Thing, it's like especially if it wasn't something that's really that big of a deal. If she was yeah. positive, if we knew that, oh, there's a risk she was positive with COVID, then yeah. that's a huge, huge deal, and I understand that. But, dude, let this one go, guys. Come on. I, yeah. I know these I know these reporters that are in the bubble are – they're as bored as the as the guys that are – there's the oh, players yes. at this point. They're just sniffing for any sort of story or something going on because everyone's been so well-behaved, and there hasn't been positive tests in the bubble. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, – I hope they just figure it out. And the poor Daniel House, man, I hope he – I hope it's just a big misunderstanding because that's something people are not going to forget regardless. If you can't play – oh, because he missed the last game, right? He missed yeah, the yeah. game. He, yeah, is he like, this game too, uh, 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 game four? I think he is in the meantime. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he so is. it's like, yes, it's like, it's like games on this. That directly affects the Rockets. So, you know, I, if they lose the series – yeah, if they lose this series, man. I mean, I'm, it's not all on him. Obviously, they still have some, no. you know, all-star level players, but still, that's oh, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Rockets fans were wishing that it was actually Russell Westbrook in Game Two that was the one that got asked not to. Play. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they would have all stitched <laughs> on right yeah. then for sure. Yeah, it's 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 one of those situations. In the grand scheme of things, it's like, hey, this this really is not a big deal, but and I'll say this: it's not a big deal just because. I mean, let's think about it. Like, imagine. You know, you're you're at the hotel and you see the co-worker or you see the one of the workers in the hotel. Hey, she's cute. And you want to get to know her. Like, honestly, that's what it seems like to me in my head. Like, Daniel House was like, oh, <laughs> like, you know, let me introduce myself. My name is, you know, Daniel. Well, I bet, his, I bet and, his head thought this was safe. It's like, yeah. it's like, oh, she's, 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 she literally tests me every yeah. day for COVID. She doesn't and she's have here. COVID. She works here. She's here. She works here. She's here every day. Why can't I show her my hotel room? You know, who says that has to be so bad? Um and yeah, like NBA Two K Twenty One or something. Yeah, so, right. yeah, they could have been, yeah they could have been doing they could have been uh Matt they could have been reading the Bible, we you don't know. know. Yeah, it's in every hotel room. Yeah, it's in every hotel room. You know, uh, and especially in these times, God's word is very important, and I'm sure Daniel House knows that. I'm sure that's what he was doing. Right. Um, Tyson we're Chandler. Just assuming the worst. When, yeah, we're just assuming the worst. Yeah, right. look at us. Look, I mean, look, look, look at us, America. Look at what we're doing. <laughs> look at us Goodness. rooting for this man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do. I do want to add, though. I think uh, the cover of this podcast should be D'Angelo Russell dressed like a cop with a mustache. <laughs> yeah, we can work that. That'd be the goal. Hopefully. Yep. The- <laughs> well, hopefully they, you know, by the time, of course, by the time this recording, we'll, we will definitely find out what this series is looking like. Um, I know they play... Uh, today actually at the time of this recording so we'll see what happens hopefully and hopefully daniel house can be back on the floor you know it'll be a fair game there won't be no disadvantages so if the lakers do win you know they won't be like oh we, we missed daniel house and blah 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 and all that well okay but, i don't want to do that from pierre yeah <laughs> yeah so we'll see what happens but we gotta tackle one of the teams that got eliminated in the second round the milwaukee bucks um Ooh. some say it was an upset some say it wasn't 4-1 to the number five seed, Miami Heat, led by Jimmy Butler, who critics 
have always said like hell you know he he can be a poison but every team that he has went on they have gotten better so give let's give flowers to jimmy butler leading the number five c miami heat to uh the eastern conference finals first time since the lebron days of the miami heat and and honestly he's gotten some major validation in this because when he was in minnesota he goes he's in minnesota and it becomes an issue of you know he's challenging everybody no one works as hard as me and it's like and some people i i was one of them i was like okay i understand that because i don't think cat is working that hard i don't think those guys are working like that hard but you're a big cat fan no not at all yeah you'd be surprised usually i'm such a huge cat fan but no i i've always kind of looked at cat as a guy who didn't work hard so i was like all right jimmy but at a certain point it's like all right jimmy come rolling my eyes like all right man you know we get it you work hard then he goes to to philly and it's a similar situation there in a sense you could feel that vibe of these guys are Mm -hmm. not grinding is hard and he had an issue with that and he could have stayed there talent wise he could have stayed there and just on paper that's a pretty dominant team coming into this season he didn't he goes to miami where then he all of a sudden says all these guys are working as hard as me these young bucks they're all ready to go everyone's everyone's gonna work as hard as me and now we're seeing what happens so there is this (laughs) no pun intended yeah i know right (laughs) <laughs> uh, but no, but major validation for him because now we can everybody can look and go, oh, maybe he was right. And then we also understand that the guys in in Minnesota and Philly are not are not it. Which we which on this podcast we've been saying that Cat doesn't play defense, that the you know mm-hmm. and that team doesn't play defense, and also that uh, Philly you, those stars don't want to win in the same way that you know winners want to mm-hmm. win. So yep. yeah, good for good for Jimmy. And also I just want to say RIP to Jordan Alexander. He is not dead at all. He's very much alive. <laughs> Happy, right but, uh, he's happy. here <laughs> but my goodness he's uh you know just just pray for him if you can because it is rough goings right now uh he's been on my playlist <laughs> yeah and, and if jordan is listening to this osahan and myself did say we will do some grief counseling with him if you are a bucks fan listening to this let us know some free counseling just for you they're hard times everyone okay don't do, be afraid do to you believe out. Matt, when you uh, when you hear, because Giannis came out after the game and he said, "Hey, man, I, I'm not going anywhere. You know, you gotta if you're gonna do that, I'll I'll plow through it. You know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here to here to stay." No. Do you believe that? No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't think the Bucks will trade him because I don't think he will outright tell the Bucks that he intends to leave. But I think the summer he is a free agent, he's gonna have a lot of pressure, and he's yeah. just. He's going to make a decision and most likely go to a team like the Dallas Mavericks, who will have cap space for a max contract in that twenty what twenty twenty two off season. Mm-hmm. God, him and Luca would be him, Luca. Yeah, that's what awesome. he needs. He needs a point guard. He, he Bledsoe's not it. We I think we can all agree Bledsoe yeah. is not just that guy. No, so. Luka, that is that's a championship duo, and you just build a good team around. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's really interesting. With Giannis right now, I don't. Part of me thinks he really wants to stay, but I think he felt that way for a long time, and I think he has his whole career. But this is the first time where they lose this series, and now he's going to feel actual heat, real pressure. Yeah, and I, it's so weird. I said Literally, that's another uh, that's another irony statement. He will yeah. feel the heat. He will feel the heat. But yeah, basically, he's going to feel actual pressure now of people saying, "Oh, do you have it or do you not?" You know, yeah. are you the star that you say, you know, he's about to get his second MVP probably. It's like, you know, oh, you, you've won these, but what does that really mean? He's going to feel that LeBron pressure now of, yeah. okay, we know you're good. We know you're great even, but then what? You know, and yeah. I think that I think right after the game, it's easy to say, I'm going to stay. I will not force a trade. I'm going to stay. And he may not force a trade, but he's definitely not. He's definitely not going to. He, 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 I think that he'll consider these offers that he's going to get. Gonna be quiet. Amazing offers. I think he's going to consider them a lot more like than he thinks he is going to now. <laughs> I don't yeah. think he realizes quite yet. I mean, this whole offseason, this long, long offseason they're going to have, is basically going to yeah. be a lot of uh, articles written about him saying questioning him, and I don't think he's had that before. Yeah, so I think that it's going to be um, basically after LeBron, after Durant and everything, we can't, we can't assume these guys want to stay. And listen to the mm-hmm. same negativity, especially as the media gets more intense and the scrutiny gets even tighter and tighter and tighter. That at some point, th- these guys have to do something to relieve that. And I think now it's so much tougher to, to try to like grind that out. But yeah, do you yeah. see teams starting to get his brothers uh, just because he's going to be a free agent? Do you see a team go out and like we're going to sign his brothers just so it looks better for Giannis? Like, do you see that? That may matter. Here's my thing. I think that can actually play a factor because of how Giannis operates 
He's very close to his brothers. He's very close to family. And he's a loyal dude. But I think this is the first time where, and I'm not, obviously, I don't, we're not there. But I think this is the first time where Giannis realizes, like, oh, snap, this is a business. To where before it was more playing basketball, let's be dominant, let's win. But then when you get eliminated the way he did, and then you have, like Riley said, the scrutiny, the media, all this stuff. And now your contract is is becoming more and more evident. Like, oh, I'm about to, my contract is about to end. What's going to happen? All this stuff. I think now he's realizing, oh, snap, I need to make decisions for me. Because if I don't, I'm going to be tossed around wherever. And I'm probably going to get screwed into a contract I don't want. So it kind of reminds me of this, the AD situation that when AD, when Anthony Davis left New Orleans, like he declined the extension and that was the writing on the wall. And Milwaukee has a chance to now give him this extension. And so we'll see if he accepts or declines. If he declines it, all hell's going to break loose. (laughs) Yeah. He actually accepts an extension. We said, what are the chances? Like, do you guys see that actually happening? I I can see it. Test free agency right now could, for me. It's, 50/50. Yeah. it's straight 50 50. Because, because I do believe, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, I was, you know, LeBron and Durant are different animals as far as their how they're ha- how they handle the scrutiny and whatnot, and really just how they seem yeah. to freak, you know. I mean, Giannis comes from very uh, humble beginnings and all and uh, very humble beginnings, and he's in Milwaukee, yeah. which is a pretty humble place in comparison to um, other cities in the country. I think that, and I think he, uh, you know, tries to uphold those values that he's learned in those moments. Um, so I, I don't think he wants to bail on anybody. I think loyalty matters more to him than it does, you know, LeBron or, yeah. or anybody and not even calling them disloyal. I just think it means more. Um, but yeah, I think that it's, if he signs it, I won't be shocked, but I would, it would depend on when they offer that. If they do, if the sooner they offer it, the better, I think he does it. The longer they wait, the more he's going to hear and the more people are in his yeah. ear. And yeah. I think that he doesn't do it and he may resign with them still, but I think he needs to, I think he'll understand, like you said, it's a business and he needs to hear all the offers because at a certain yeah. point when you're as famous as he is, it's not just about basketball. You know, like there's other options in other cities, potentially other lucrative business things going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. that, that can attribute to that. And that's okay too. You know, yeah. basketball is important. It should be your life. If you're playing it like that, if you're, if you play as he, as well as he does, but you also need to understand, you, know, you have to do what's good for you. Which is why people eventually kind of forgave LeBron for leaving. He came back, won a championship there. People kind of, you know, let Durant live at a certain point. You know, um, if anything, Durant just makes it worse for himself the majority of the time. People, I think, have tried to let him. He let just needs to stay off Twitter. Facts. He just needs to stay off Twitter. Yeah, basically. Yeah, uh, but yeah I, I, I think he's gonna do it. I do see the Bucks now going all in to go get a third star. Or they even have no choice. Star. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, uh, they okay, have the okay. third, they have the third stars for only for ranking them. You know what I mean? Like yeah, so you yeah, have yeah. Middleton who can be I, the third I, guy. I, I think they'll get somebody better than Middleton, but I think they will add yeah. another star. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard of Chris Paul already. I've heard of that thrown around a lot. That's a uh, lot of money. That's the hard part. What what's he owed? Forty one million. You got to go make the money work. Yeah, you're yeah. You're, you'd, be, you'd be gutting that team, and, and a big like a big part of their team is the fact that they are. So and that's going to be have really the pieces. Tough. Yeah. yeah, they have the pieces. But yeah, they're, they're so and they're so Chris deep. They take that away. Chris Paul could be a name. Who's another person you think they go for? Well, this free agency is not really that deep as yeah. last year, so it, it. I don't think they could do much, honestly. Yeah, if, if they do, they need like a third team. They have to figure it out. It'd be complicated. But they, I mean, again, it, things like that happen all the time where we think there's no way something's going to play out and it does. Um, yeah. So I, I think they have a shot to figure it out, but it's going to be, it'll be rough. It's it's one of those interesting storylines of, of this offseason and, and even the next offseason too, depending on how it plays. But yeah, <laughs> this this offseason is combined with next year. So it's pretty like, much, yeah. <laughs> this offseason is basically a blip on the radar. Um, yeah. A lot's going to happen in a very short amount of time uh, this uh, this winter. Who do you think, yeah. they, they, think they need what, a point guard the most? That's oh yeah, for sure. Going all in for yeah, I think I think they miss Brogdon a lot. I think they really should have figured yeah. that out because Brogdon. I mean, he's not a superstar, but he is also a very very steady hand, which Bledsoe is not at all. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and I think he can actually create things for people. He can score on his own. You think they try and just take a chance and make a trade for like a John Wall? type of player of like we don't know how he'll come off of an injury but it looks good we can give give a little bit less for like a john wall because his high contract and he's coming off an injury and just try and risk it 
that looks good on paper. Yeah, I just don't think you can take what that risk. the risk. Because at this point, because if you're if you're doing that this off season to make it work this year, so that way he stays, like you can't take the you have to do something that you know is as sure as possible. Because if you yeah. take that risk and you lose him for nothing, it's over. You know, um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, like I said, on paper, that's not a bad idea. It's just that I like you have to be so sure about their moves that they're making, or because this is make or break this season. If they don't get it, um, there's gonna be pressure on both sides to uh, basically blow it all up. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that this is, you know, and you brought up the whole comparison with LeBron. Like LeBron's circle is so different from Giannis. Like LeBron's yeah. circle is all all business. You look at Maverick Carter. You look at all these people that's around LeBron. Every move he makes is business. Where you look at Giannis, he just has his family, and his yeah. agent has been around since he was a kid. So it's a lot about loyalty, in my opinion. I think this is a, a, a going to be a decision based on foundation and loyalty however to matt's point like if milwaukee waits to give him this extension he's going to notice that when on the topic of loyalty and it's like oh you didn't like hold on like i'm still waiting for you to offer me something and you're not i'm the right i'm mvp yeah like i'm <laughs> i've done this for you guys i pretty much transformed this fan- franchise by me being here but i'm still waiting on this extension you know what i mean so it, it'll look better if they just give him the extension right away and let him decide. But this is going to be really interesting. You know, Giannis, we know he's going to be, he's a top player in the league. But this, these playoffs definitely said a lot about Milwaukee and Giannis. So we'll see what happens with that. Staying in the East. We're going to stay in the East before we move to the West. Raptors and Celtics. Um, man, Woo. at the time, and of course, at the time of this recording, this weekend, their series should be over. So, with that Abe, being said, editing, Abe, Abe, don't mess with the editing. <laughs> so, I'm with bad. that being said, um, gentlemen, I'll ask this since we don't really know yet. Um, since the weekend and at the time it's recording, we'll find out who, what, look, what's a better matchup for the Heat, the Raptors or the Celtics? Raptors. Yeah, Raptors. Okay. For the same reason. I want sure. the Raptors. Getting them now. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, because even if they get this game seven win, I mean they're they have a lot of cracks, a lot of cracks, and they, they, and they're and they're filling those right now. You know, water's coming through, coming into the boat basically, and they're plugging the holes with a lot of hustle, a lot of heart, and just yeah. gut at this point. I mean, we saw Lowry, the dude in Game Six, the dude literally could they were not exhausted. Keep his head up, yeah. he could not walk around. He's screaming at Nick Nurse at the end of the game, which it was not a big deal. <laughs> that ever was funny. Deal. That was like borderline <laughs> half exhaustion, half like, like, what are you doing? Yeah, you can just tell he was just he, he was so in the game that he's like enraged. But yeah, I, I don't. I think the Raptors. It has to be those guys because yeah, my, my prediction is if the if the Celtics win this series, I think they go to the finals. If the Raptors win this series, I think the Heat go to the finals. Yeah, hmm. I, I have to kind of agree with that for sure. I think the Heat have a chance against the Celtics for sure because right now, yeah, I think they got a chance. The finely oiled machine of any of the teams left. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, the, I, I mean, the Lakers have their have their weaknesses at times. The Clippers have their weaknesses weaknesses at times. Um, I, I think right now the Clippers and Heat are the two teams on either side of the uh, West and East that have the least amount of cracks. Yeah, so. the Heat. The Heat are. From the looks of it, they have grit. They're kind of complete on both ends as far as they can plug people in. You know, with Iggy, and you got Duncan Robinson, you got Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero's been crazy. Yeah, why this, don't people this round. talk about him more? He's one of my favorite players. I've said that a few times. I he has been shooting the ball so. Oh well. yeah, I think it's because of the fact that when you're when you're surrounded by people like Butler, who kind of takes over the headlines a little bit, you have Bam, um, and even Jay Crowder there. They all, it's like they have a lot of players who play the same position, which in his, in past times, that never works out for teams. But for this team, it does just because of how they're set up. That's why it worked against the Bucks. Cause the, yeah. And I think the hard part for, say, the Celtics win and play the Heat, I know they got Jimmy Butler who can guard like a, a Jalen Brown type. Um, but I think Kemba will give them a lot of trouble. One thing they didn't face with the Bucks was a great, was a really good point guard. And that's the one thing they would face against Boston. It's like a Kemba Walker. Yeah, yeah they just well, well Kemba's been struggling. So he has, but he, I, he's still really good. He's so dangerous. Yeah, oh, yeah. He brings, he brings yeah. a potential mismatch. I think also with what the Heat have, 
that other teams don't, especially the other teams left in all these playoffs, is they have a weird, like a, a youthful, like blissful ignorance to them. Like not not Crowder, like not Crowder. There's some dogs over there. <laughs> yeah. Like not Crowder, not um, Iggy and those guys. Obviously not the vets. I'm saying like the the heroes, the Robinsons. Uh, yeah, none. none. Uh, even Butler, that's just kind of how he plays a lot of the time. Like his, his yeah. whole vibe is that it's like it's it's a game within a game, basically. I think that those guys, like, because like you said, uh, Matt, you're talking about hero. It's like when he's shooting the ball, there's no conscience there. Robinson, there's no conscience there. None. Like they are pulling, knowing full weather going to hit. And that's all they're thinking about. Most most guys that are that young in these situations are stressed about it, but are stressed about missing or damaging the team and you know, annoying the vets. But they are the stars in a sense. You know what I mean? So it's like I immediately thought of uh, uh, Gidges Alexander on OKC. Like he's the opposite of hero. Like he gets nervous. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's the thing is that there's there's an, there's a blissful ignorance to it where it's like heroes like no, I'm I'm, just, I'm gonna shoot, I'm gonna hit, I'm pulling, like I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. But I think that comes from a comfortability that Spolstra and the Heat organization have created for those young guys. Yes. So yeah. early on in their careers that these guys have that confidence to do that and know they're not going to get pulled or yanked or yelled at. They know yeah. that they know that their skills are there to win games. And luckily, they've gotten to see it now, which is dangerous. The only thing yeah. that, what, what I'm interested to see, um, no matter who they play, is if like say they play Boston game one, for example, and they take a big old L, like they just get their asses kicked. Yeah. How do they react to that? Because that's what we haven't really seen yet is in a big time, you know, because now we're talking Eastern Conference finals. You know, you, yeah. you reach that kind of stage and you have to deal with that. How well do you do? And I think the bubble has helped them a lot as well because yeah. there's not a lot of crowd. It is like an open gym vibe. And so the pressure is even less to an extent as far as that goes. The, the lights are a little less brighter so are a little less bright. So I definitely, uh, yeah, the Heat are very dangerous. They're a very dangerous team. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, like, I want to say the Celtics would beat them on paper, you know, because they have some better pieces here and there, but. Man, I don't know. Like, I think I think that's the best matchup possible for sure. Spolstra, Spolstra has a has has the heartbeat of that team. He does. I mean, let, let's not even like none can get you twenty if you really if you really want to just go down the list. Like, none can get you twenty. You know what I mean? And and Iggy is to, is still there to on key timely defensive stops. Jay Jay Crowder can give you you know four five three pointers. You know it's it they have so many weapons. You said what, Matt? It will definitely be a really good series. I just yeah. think if I'm the Heat, I'd much rather play the Raptors. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think play the Raptors. Uh, I I think that can be pretty close to a gentleman's sweep. Yeah, the Raptors are kind of running on fumes. I, they kind of lost. They're I don't know what happened to Ibaka. Older but, pieces that are getting tired. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's either way. The, the three teams that are left in the East right now are all just dogs you know you know what i mean like we're yeah. seeing we saw the we saw the celtics and raptors go at it that was such an amazing game not just for the for the offense but the perimeter defense on both sides the strips the steals that were going on in that last like you know eight minutes or whatever there was probably eight or nine ten steals like that like clean picks clean you know clean strips i like guess people are going up for shots and it was amazing to see and those guys are playing on fumes. They played really hard. The the players that need to step up stepped up for the most part. I mean, even Siakam, who had a, a horrendous game, even he hit a big shot at one point. He hit like a nice jumper or something he needed to hit for the to keep them in it. So I mean, even he stepped up when he had to. So it's yeah, yeah that's gonna. I, I think the Celtics win the series, but I mean, I I thought they were gonna win in five. I thought they were gonna win in six. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, you know, at this point, it's I'm you know me assuming I know what's gonna happen there is is not. Uh, it's not accurate. You know, there's no way to know for sure, but yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I, I want to see Celtics for sure. It's going to be a great, great game seven. I just feel like if the Raptors win, they're done. They're, they're like the Portland trailblazers, right? By the time they actually got to the playoffs, yeah. <laughs> you can tell they were just exhausted because of how they got there. I think it's the same with the Raptors. Once they, if they do get to the next round, they just gave it everything they had and they will be exhausted. Yeah. yeah those, these games are, guys are already getting, the young guys in the heat are already getting that time to rest. Yeah. And th that this is the kind of rest that the Lakers got. You know what I'm saying? Lakers was first yeah. round. They knocked their opponent out. And they were out. They were resting, chilling. They were playing Madden tournaments like for for a length of time until they got to Houston. And as we jump ship to, you know, the West Coast, uh, of course, at this time, they would have played uh, a couple of games, actually. Um, so the Lakers, Houston, that series is... Is it just me or is this series starting to look a little easier to pan out? Like, okay, we, we kind of know who's pulling this series out. Because um, at first, 
everybody was getting Houston a chance. Like, oh, you know, Houston, Houston, you know, Russell and Harden, and oh my God, they're they they got a chance. They play small ball. It might actually work this time. And uh, yeah, the jig is still up. Still, Matt. So, so, what's your what is your analysis going forward with this series and this whole D'Antoni situation? And let's not forget, D'Antoni. This is the last year of his contract, so that's also a thing. Um, and of course, you know, the whole Daniel's house situation that, I mean, here and over there, but whatever, but, um, you know, going forward, what, what is your, what's your outlook on both teams? Yeah, I think for the Lakers, I'll start with them because I'm a Lakers fan. Does Anthony Davis want to play like a big man or a guard? Please. Uh, I, think Please that, I think that frustrates every Lakers fan is when he's trying to play like a point guard with these crossovers and turnovers and and shooting a bunch of threes or does he just want to go i think he's scared of pj tucker if you want me to be honest uh yeah i agree <laughs> pj tucker is loving this because anthony davis is what five six inches taller more and pj tucker's a brick wall like people are slipping on his, PJ his... Tucker, five um at least ad should be shooting over him pretty easy but tucker yeah. is playing phenomenal yeah phenomenal for the rockets when it comes to the defensive end but yeah, I think for the Lakers, does Anthony Davis want to play like a big man? Uh, 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 and the turnovers are just so sloppy for the Lakers. Half the time when I'm watching the game, I don't know how you guys feel, but when I'm watching the game, it, I'm like, do the Lakers even want to be here? <laughs> yep. They're playing sloppy like it's 24-hour fitness. Yeah. And stuff. Well, I mean, technically the gym is kind of look – well, yeah, continue. <laughs> yeah, that's Playing. And it's like, do they want to be here? Because the amount of turnovers, the sloppiness, and you can tell it's irritating LeBron at moments. It, oh, yeah. when, when we look at the Rockets, man, Daniel House is a huge loss, depending how many games he is out uh, uh, because of these things. But Daniel House was one of their bigger players who was playing. Uh, and he Covington was, was shaking up too um, the last game. Yeah, and, and um, Covington got hit hard game mm. three. He got hit real hard where they didn't know if he was going to play game four. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a few factors in. I think the biggest disappointment in the entire series, we can probably all agree, is Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he finally got exposed a little bit. I mean, that's that's when, the, when they got him, that was the one thing I said off the bat was, I don't see how this is going to work because – Harden does his thing, and we've seen it work. Harden still—I mean, Harden's even played defense in the, in, this, in these playoffs. You know, we've seen him try to play defense too. So he's—he's he's giving it all. He's giving it more than what I thought he'd give. But with Westbrook, his game—his game is can't, does not fit on a title-winning team. You know, you can't just aggressively run run to the hoop as you know as quick as you can and throw it up every time. In the playoffs, defenses are too good for that, which is why Houston's also struggling. Is that defenses are too good to allow them? to pop off and get whatever they want all the time, especially now as you get deeper in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, yeah, I think, I think the Lakers, um, they're doing fine. I think they just need to keep going. If they win tonight, um, I think that it's uh, a wrap. I got, I, I, Houston's not coming back three, one um, on these guys yeah. just because the, I mean, at the end of the day, they, they can't really defend AD and Braun to a certain extent. PJ Tucker is doing a hell of a job. He's throwing his body around. He's has no business trying to guard these guys. And he is, he's doing, he's doing yeah. fine. But he can't guard both of them, and at a certain point, that's going to catch up. And uh, yeah, I think of the Lakers; they just need to keep doing what they're doing and just keep exposing the Rockets for who they are. At this point, I mean, it, this is never going to work. And it's uh, I feel bad, you know, Pierre. I wish you were here to to defend that a little <laughs> bit. But even then, uh, Pierre wouldn't defend that either because Pierre's also said that you know he he's understood his team's limitations and has been yeah. very realistic about him. If anything, I've tried to push him to ignorantly look past them just for uh, the fun of it. But. Um, but no, I think that they, the Rockets, I think need to lose this and then reevaluate. Uh, I think Westbrook's not on the team next year. I think he's gone. Really? Yeah, I think he's gone. They're gonna, they're gonna trade him for something. Um, wow. It's just not gonna work, man. And I think obviously D'Antoni's gone. We know that. Um, he's gonna be gone. I need a point guard. Do they, do they go with the, to the Rockets and say this is what we'll give you? Yeah, we'll give you Chris Paul. Uh, you, you give us Chris <laughs> Paul, we'll give you Westbrook back, and we'll call it even or whatever. Um, yeah, cause, I mean that's it's it's heartbreaking to to watch something that on paper should look so good, but it just doesn't. I mean, at the end of the day, you cannot win an NBA championship playing zero defense. It just does Where not does work. Washington, if you think he's gone, where does he go? Who? Antonio? No, you said Westbrook. Oh, I mean, I have no idea. I'm saying it's well, it has like, to be a trade. Yeah, it'll be a trade for sure. He'll be gone though, because I, I, obviously too, if they're trying to make improvements, what else do they have for draft capital? Where would you think yeah. he would flourish at? It has to be somebody that has to be loyal. Yeah, it had somewhere like a team that doesn't expect to really win a championship because you won't. 
70. You, you won't, if he is your best player, second best player, you won't win. We saw it. We saw it in OKC. We saw it. We've seen it here. You know, when he had Durant, when he has Harden, when he had both of them at one point. <laughs> you know, it's like it's it, yeah. I just don't think it's going to work. And I think a team needs to play defense for to win a championship. So D'Antoni's out. Westbrook will be gone. I think. Um, and I think they'll try to get back a big or something that they can actually have a conventional uh, looking team with. Um, How do you think this series would have panned out if Capella was still here? Man, I, you know, I don't know if it'd be that much different because I don't know how well he could have honestly guarded AD, especially if AD's playing. Hey, it's a big. So with him and PJ, I think it would have made a, a, it a difference. difference for sure. For sure. But I don't think it would have made that big of a difference because honestly, under D'Antoni's system, Capella wasn't shine he was getting boards like crazy but he wasn't shining at yeah. all really you know like he especially near the end of that i mean they traded him because he didn't fit you know it's like yeah uh, yeah so i don't know I, I i've never enjoyed how the rockets have been built and i'm i hope that they lose this series strictly so they can uh kind of hopefully shake it up and rebuild because they have harden is a major talent an outrageously talented player and it's like you can't waste that um yeah so yeah i westbrook. think the lakers are gonna figure it out what'd you say matt westbrook to the knicks Oh God! I'm sure, <laughs> I mean, they want a star player to sell some more tickets and to have just a star player. They're not going to win. Yeah, uh, that's not. I know for sure that's not. Literally, literally any time I think of a team like that, when I think of a guy who is majorly talented, who does not fit on a winning roster, I just always say Orlando. It's you know, I just always go there immediately. I'm Orlando works, dude. Send them the magic. You know, and now they don't want Westbrook. His style of play needs a big. Um, I think that's evident with Steven Adams. Yeah. Uh, as far as him going to a non-contender, that's for sure not happening. Uh, his personality, his mentality, he's a loyal dude, but at the same time, he, he wants to win. And that – He didn't get a choice. No but, no, but I think you're right, though, for sure. I do think he do, he goes to a good team. I'm saying that they won't win with him. I'm saying that that will fail. <laughs> I'm basically saying if, if we're looking to where he'd flourish, I think it's on a team – that is not a contender, but of course he's going to get, he's going to do everything he can to get to a contender. Yeah. Um, I, I'll say this about this whole, well, Houston in general, I think for me, I think the Lakers are going to go advance the problem with Houston. And this is, of course, goes back to the theory of, you know, Dan Tony's structure. He'll never win a championship, blah, blah, blah. If you're watching these games closely and you know, like that fourth quarter in game three, um, when the Lakers just pulled away, they pulled away, and if you noticed, the Lakers' ball movement was really good, and they had a lot of cutters. Everybody was moving on the floor. Kuzma and Caruso was cutting to the basket. You look at Houston, nobody's cutting. Like, there's no motion. Oh, I see. Harden oh, brings I see. the ball up. Russell brings the ball up. And if you notice, all the rest of the other four players are literally beyond the three-point line. Nobody's cutting. So I think with this series, they would have had a chance – if they just had more motion. The problem right now is, yes, they're playing small ball, which can work, honestly, but it only works if people are moving on the floor. There was no movement in that fourth quarter. Thus, the Lakers just pulled away. It's easier to stop people when they're standing still. Well, so, I mean, look at the Heat right now. Like, the Heat are playing small ball right now. Yeah. And yeah. they're winning with it because they're moving, they're cutting, they're playing so much ball. movement. Even Jimmy so much movement. Star is not, is not, I mean, he's taking over when he needs to. But he also has had games where he hasn't taken over, and they've still won because the team they move well. They're they're not they're very unselfish. I mean, Bam Adebayo is they're big, and he's what six nine at his best. There's so many giving goals. There you know, there's cutting, there's picking rolls, there's picking pops. There's a lot of action going on. You look at Houston, they're standing still, and yeah, it's, it's just oh, work. it doesn't work. That's stagnant. It doesn't work. And also, you're leaning on the refs to give you fouls, and if they don't give you the yeah. foul, what happens? Like someone asked me pretty much like, do, who would you get? If you needed a, a, you know, if you needed forty or fifty right now, if your life depended on it, do you go with Durant or do you go with Harden? And oh. and it was someone said Harden. I was like, no, you go Durant because he can get you the buckets guaranteed. Harden can too, but that's not his full game. Half of his game is getting the bucket, really just trying to get fouled. So I mean, if you're leaving yeah. up the refs, that leaves it up to someone that's not the guy you you have to you know put your life in his hands. So that's why I go with Durant. And it's the same thing where it's in if you're running ISOs all day. It, you're not you're not going to win a championship. No, hardly any defense. All ISOs. That stagnant offense. It doesn't work. Uh, it'll work in the regular season when you're playing majority bad teams and you know when you're shooting well and when those yeah. guys when a guy like Harden's going for 30, 40, 
If not, it doesn't work. And it's crazy because, like I said, in Miami they're doing this, and no one's calling it small ball. No one's talking about it like that. It's not even yeah. the same breath, but they're doing it. They're doing what Houston wanted to do, and they're doing it way better because they're not star centric. Right. That's why I've been saying, right. like, you keep Bam. You don't add all these. You know, you don't go add a crazy superstar. You cultivate what you have now. If you can find the right fit, like mentally, uh, you know, mentally more so than physically, and what they can do on the floor, then fine. But you don't. That's chemistry that you don't want to mess with, especially if we can see them. If they get to the finals, you can't mess with that chemistry like that. Pat Riley will do what he's going to do, but man, that's. They have something really special there strictly with what's going on mentally, like off the floor. Like, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, Yeah. they got a lot of, they got a lot to to work on. Um, Sorry, Pierre, it's a mess. You know that. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things they got to figure it out in the offseason. I think win or lose, they got to figure it out with coaches all the way down. Um, At least, you know, with Lakers, they have a lot of movement. Speaking of teams in the West, you know, the last series that's, that's happening right now in the bubble was kind of, kind of a sleeper series <laughs> yeah i know the last yeah. game was like nyquil for me um nuggets clippers you know that series um of course they would have played a couple games at the time of this recording um but a, a thing i kind of want to focus on really quick um is M- mpj you know he made a comment that caught everybody's part like oh you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong don't do that in the media um as a rookie if you was a rookie and someone asked you that, would you would you have done what he did, uh, Matt? Man, I don't know. I, I believe in, especially if you have a profile like that, surrounding your people, surrounding yourself with people who are wiser than you. And so I just, I don't know if he has that. Like you should, I would, if I was in his position, I would run my tweets and things I'm going to post by somebody way wiser than me <laughs> and who yeah. has experience and have a PR team even if I was a rookie because I had a high profile and I just, you just have to nowadays be so, so careful with things that you post because we know people will love to bring it up. Even if you posted it eight years ago. Right. And so I just think, man, he has to surround himself with people who are wise and that he just runs all of his social media posts through, which sounds annoying, which sounds like, why would that even have to be a thing? But in this culture, that's a thing that you have to do if you're at a profile like that. Yeah, but this this wasn't a, a tweet though. This is an interview that he did uh, where he pretty much got upset that he didn't get the ball, and they said like yeah. you can't lean on Murray and Jokic. Um, he pretty much yeah. He said we kept going to Jokic and Murray, and they are two amazing players. But I just think to beat them, we need more players involved. We have to move the ball a little bit better. We can't be predictable against that team. Um, but he said that is up to the play call and the coaches and whose hands they want to put the ball in. So he pretty much looked at the coaches and said basically, hey, give me you know. He won't touch the ball for sure, but also we need to move the ball around. It can't just be centered on those two guys, even though we saw that worked in the series prior, but this Clippers team defends at a whole different rate. And I think that they're finally, uh, but again, yeah, Matt, you are right in the sense that, you know, this guy, this guy does need to just watch what he says in general, whether it's on social media or in interviews. It's like, you know, it's always in a headline where it's like, Hey, Michael Porter Jr. Said this. And it's like, man, you're a rookie. I've heard that five times. Like, dude, been like two or three times with him yeah. this year on social media yeah he keeps doing that but yeah no i, I think that it is he's right though it is important it, it, what we just talked about with the rockets is that a team that defends like that you have to move the ball if they know where the ball is going to be they will suffocate you especially with with bev uh, pat bev and uh Kawhi and george i mean george for how much he struggled offensively has not struggled defensively he has been a dog so those three guys, especially with the guards, like Jamal Murray has looked average a lot of the majority of the series so far because they are just in his face, like in a way that he was not, you know, he did not have to deal with uh, so much in uh, in uh, when he's playing Utah. So, yeah, I, they need to figure that out because at the end of the – in the whole third game, when they were down – well, they were down 20 early, right, like very early. Um, yeah. I mean, throughout that whole game, they looked defeated the entire time. In the first half, they looked over it. Uh, they're you know they're, they're jogging around. Everyone's heads are down, you know. And you saw I saw Murray a couple times just say, "Hey, we got this possession at a time." But he was also mic'd up. And I think when guys are mic'd up, I think that they may be they're aware of that and they don't want to be nice. <laughs> they're trying to be cool, but yeah, I do think that that's yeah. I mean, they're on very shaky ground right now. I think mentally they're a very weak team, you know. And I think that that's yeah they're starting to show that a little more because uh, they were tough to win that series and come back three one. But now it's starting to show. The cracks starting to show, and they're not really sure what to do with it yet. 
Um, and I mean, I don't blame Porter for saying something because he's worried too. It's like they're this close to getting to a Western Conference Finals, and it, and they he understands how important this game uh, this game four is about to be. So uh, yeah, I hope I hope that they can figure it out. Um, or game five, sorry. Yeah, yeah, game five. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah it's, oh, go ahead. It would have been a much better series if the Nuggets did play better team ball. Uh, because yeah. I think they have the talent to beat the Clippers. They have they have the talent. Jamal Murray has not played as well as he did last series. Uh, give that up to the Clippers defense too. But I think if they would have played better team ball, it it, it would be a much closer series than three one. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where we have to understand that Clippers are are more blue collar than Utah, and so when you if you get a lead against them it really don't matter because they'll they're tough enough to fight back and when you're dealing with boys like you know harold and Kawhi and beverly beverly and and lou williams these are some some tough collared people and, and some tough people to to play against and to keep a lead the guys that have been what? through it uh in their lives basically to get to this point these are yeah not you new know this city. yeah this is this is a utah and when you compare the teams utah obviously is much more weaker minded that's no disrespect to them but it's just clipper the clippers have athletes that have been kind of been through the ringer so it's going to be tough for them to uh play against them just off of mindset alone as far as the mpj thing i i think he's just out flat out wrong i mean you keep that in-house you you talk to the coach you 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 do what you can on the floor but to me just from a basket from a pure basketball sense you sound like he sounds like a kid that just doesn't know the game of basketball like there's much more than just getting the rock and shooting and that's what it felt like he was alluding to as far as just hey i need the ball um if i have the hot hand keep giving it to me which sure but there's other stuff you can do on the floor you know there's moving there's cutting there's setting picks there's a whole bunch of other stuff happening but you're focused on getting the ball and that's all you're looking at is Jokic and Murray they have the ball but i don't and it just it just came off very, very not smart. Very honestly. Um, yeah, very yeah, it was childish. Um, just the way he worded it and the way he's going about it, it just seemed like you're just like this is high school ball. Like all you care about is your points. And yeah, you're saying you know the Clippers, they're a whole different team. They know what we're doing, and that may be true, but you have to understand there's other things you can do to keep your team in the game, even if Jokic or Murray has the ball. 85 percent 85 to 90 percent of the time you know so yeah i hope mike malone kind of handles that quickly um because this series already looks like it's getting away from them very yeah. fast and he got to handle that i think they'll i think they might you know make them competitive but it's just clippers are a tough team so I mean, coming back three one on utah is so much easier than coming back here on, on LA, like right. so I, I think the series is over. I do think they'll give it. I think their next game, and they'll come out and fight really hard. They might even get a dub, but they're not going to get three straight on these guys. They're the Clippers, like I said, the Clippers in the in the West. I, that's why the Clippers and Heat would be such a great finals matchup at this point because it's supreme confidence on both teams, mm-hmm. and but it's completely different spectrums. It's like like grizzled like grizzled vets in LA. You know what I mean? Like these guys mm-hmm. that are like. Just the vets versus players oh. that don't give a, don't give a care. <laughs> no, they're out, no, they're out there just grinding. They are just they, they will they will literally run through you. They do not care. And then in yeah. Miami, it's like this fun like fun like I said like this fun almost ignorant atmosphere of like hey we're the best man you know yeah we're gonna go <laughs> right football games man easy stuff and it's like, you're Kawhi hi <laughs> I had your poster on my wall it's like you know, right. crazy stuff and I think it'd be so interesting because I think it'd be competitive. I think LA would eventually beat them, but. Again, we've said that about other teams with Miami, too. So it's just weird. I, I think that would be the most interesting matchup going in. I, of course, I'd like to see the Lakers in it just because of uh, I'd like to see LeBron get a ring in L.A. and just uh, silence some of the haters for uh, another day. But, uh, yeah, I think that'd be great. Yeah, I think the Clippers are going to end this series because it's they're just tired. The, the Nuggets are a mentally weak team. And as we've said a lot on this podcast during this season, teams like the Sixers, teams like uh, like the Nuggets, these teams that are mentally weak, they do not last, and you can see it coming from a mile away. Those teams do not win championships. If you yeah. have, if you do not have the chemistry, if you're on the floor and you can see that guys are hanging their heads and guys aren't 100% invested and bought into what's happening, like you see on both LA teams and the Heat and the, and the Celtics too, those teams 
they don't any and the Raptors as well. So almost everybody left. You don't see you see that or they're gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's yeah. People need to understand that basketball is is only so much about phys- about what you can do physically. And it's about yeah. how you can do mentally and as a teammate and how much you're willing to sacrifice to make it work. And Michael Porter Jr. is going to learn that very quickly coming up here because he's, you know, he's going to be in there. He's going to be playing with those same two cats next year. And hopefully they can build that chemistry a little better where he doesn't have to say things like that. And he can just yeah. assume the coaches are going to put the ball in his hands and he knows that his teammates are going to find him or whatever. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to lose the series, but they're going to learn a lesson and hopefully be back next year. Yeah. I think Clippers win the series. I think Clippers win the West, and I think Clippers win it all. I mean, yeah, they're they're the definitely the strongest looking team right now. Yeah, I think I think if the Lakers played the Clippers, Clippers would win in six or or seven. And yeah. then I wow, think you sound very very humble. No, I I just that's the, how the Lakers have been playing. The Clippers are going to win it. Yeah, I, I mean, like, if, I mean, if we're talking about cracks, you know, like we're, we're I've been saying it this whole episode, I think, like, because we're seeing the cracks in the ship or whatever. I think that L, the Lakers have more than the Clippers do. I think the really the Clippers' big thing is can they rebound the ball, and can uh, and can Paul George be consistent? If Paul George yeah. can score, if he can shake off all that weird rust he had, or not rust, you know what I mean, all that yeah. negativity off, and he can play like we know Paul George can play, we've seen him do, then yeah, that's going to be a very tough series for LA. Very tough. Yeah. yeah. I wish I wish fans were able to be for this playoffs in there, right? How great would it be? Lakers, Clippers with the fans there. Oh, my goodness. And then say the Lakers did beat the Clippers and the Heat went to the finals. LeBron versus the Heat in the finals. Oh, and Le- yeah. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Oh, Think about the how the fans would react to that. Or even just Lakers in Boston, that rivalry never dies. So yeah. it's, just, it's right. so many storylines. We are set up potentially if things, even if if the Nuggets fall fall by the wayside, if the Raptors fall by the wayside, even if the Raptors win, I mean, we're, it's still the defending yeah. NBA champions. So it's like, you know, it's like yeah, both of these, long, both of these conferences, it's out. we're looking at some crazy stuff. Imagine if the fans were there, if if the Raptors actually went went to the finals to go against the Clippers in Kauai. In Kauai, oh God, oh man. Yeah. Oh man, that is. Oh yeah, so no, this is with the teams that are left. I think we can assume the Nuggets are out. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we can assume if after tonight, the day we are recording this, the Lake. If the Lakers beat the Rockets, I think the series is over. Yeah, yeah, I, I think this is uh is setting up to be really interesting. Again, shout out to of course Adam Silver did a masterful job, masterful job. You know, orchestrating this with the bubble and and bringing the best out of these players with no crowd and you know it's it's somebody said hey this is a glorified AE tournament but you know what it's been this, a great AE we appreciate it because this has been a great AU tournament um, to say the least is one of the best for LA oh yeah. I mean all games would be at Staples Center <laughs> I mean like yeah. it would be, be a, crazy whole Western Conference Finals in LA yeah oh, I, I think um so yeah I think it'll be dope um. I think, uh, and I'll I'll say this to so before I I sign off. I think I go back to when the Lakers played Milwaukee and the Clippers back to back, and I saw how LeBron just took over both. Like he knew the spotlight was on them as far as winning both. Can you can you defeat these top two teams that you might see in the playoffs? Um, you know, going against Kawhi. No, I'm sorry, going against Giannis first. And then going against Kawhi the next day, it was a back-to-back. And I remember, and I'm, I'm sure we all seen it, but I remember LeBron, they beat uh, the Clippers. And then, no, I'm sorry, they beat uh, the Bucks first. And the way LeBron, LeBron played Giannis, like, it was like, I understand the, the limelight. I understand what's going on. I'm going to play you, you know, man-to-man. And he guarded him and locked him up. Same thing with Kawhi when they played the Clippers. Like, he just turned it on. And so I say that to say this, when they go in the Western Conference Finals against the Clippers, I think we're all assuming that's going to be the Clippers. I just, that's something to really pay attention to. And that's something I can't, as much as the Clippers is are the better team, there's something about LeBron in the limelight and playoff time where you just, it's hard to bet against that man. Yeah. He knows when to turn it on. And even if it's just him by, its, by himself, as we've seen, with Cleveland, as we've seen when Miami, when if Dwayne Wade or Chris Bosh has an off night, he just knows when to turn it on and nothing will stop him. So I just, Clippers, yes, better team. 
They are. But, man, when LeBron, when he shows up, he shows up. So we'll see. We'll definitely see what happens. Hopefully you guys have an amazing, amazing weekend as the playoffs roll around. Uh, we're about to enter, you know, conference finals time. It's super exciting with the climate of where everything is at in the NBA with the bubble. It brings out the best, and we're we're just grateful to watch all of it. If you have not subscribed to Full Court Press, please do. You can find us on Instagram under the umbrella of Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide, T-S-S-A-W underscore on Instagram. You can find our group, Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide, um, and you can find that name on Facebook, click uh you know request or friend request to get in our private our private community do it and yeah be sure to subscribe holla at us send us an email on the uh email that's described in in the bio of this episode and you can find us anywhere spotify apple Podcasts, one of those feel free to listen on both if you want thank you guys for listening i am your host for this episode cecil pierre will be back repping live this Houston Rockets. Yeah.